0: Hi, I'm Jay, a personal executive coach, and I'm on a positivity quest. We all can work on leading a more positive and intentional life. You, me, your family, your best friend, your neighbor down the street, even that stranger passing by right now. This show details my journey as I explore the intersection of ordinary people and extraordinary positivity by sharing my learning, stories, and conversations with guests. I want to help you and me lead a more intentional life focused on being the best us possible. Make sure to subscribe today to follow along and start your own positivity quest. Welcome to episode three of Positivity on Fire. I'm your host, Jason Ramsden. In today's episode, the 180 degree pivot. In this episode, we'll talk about what happens when life changes, a little bit about my upcoming story of change and a few tips and tricks for overcoming change in your life. Let's get today's show kicked off, shall we? Did you ever have that, oh crap, my life is changing moment? You know the kind, one that sucks the wind out of your sails, makes you pause and wonder what's coming up next? We've all been there, it's a normal part of life, right? As I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm a military brat. Change is part of my life, it has been for a long time but it still doesn't change the fact that change is hard. And change is hard regardless of whether or not you know it's coming or you didn't see it coming. In my case, it was change that I could see coming. Actually, it was so clear that it was something that I could like grasp my head around, I welcomed, and that I'm actually really looking forward to. Now, the story of my change actually started about 18 years ago. And I know what you're saying, Jay, I don't have a time for a long-winded story. Don't worry. I give you the synopsis, uh, the cliff notes, if you will. But 18 years ago, my wife and I, we had uh, two little kids, age three and five, and we were living in New York and traveling a great distance to go Uh, to work, both of us, and uh, we both worked in education, different spots, and we decided to make a move down to Raleigh, North Carolina. We figured it would be a better place to raise the kids, and uh, we ended up, uh, after a couple of years of being in Raleigh, working at the same school, we're both educators, we both work in the same uh, school for the last 15 years. During our time there, my wife uh, made her way up her side of the organization. I made my way up my side of the organization. I got to a point where I was even president of the National Association for uh, my my profession uh, as, as board chair, uh, and my wife got all the way to second in command for academics and student life at the school that we work in. You pivot to about four years ago, and my wife decides uh, to start a doctoral program. And she blazes through it. No time. Four years done. Uh, She defends her dissertation this last Thanksgiving. And she is now Dr. Ramsden. During the course of that, doctor, we talked about what comes next. What are the next steps in our lives? She really wanted to pursue being ahead of school. And over the last three years, she kind of went through those phases, uh, did some searches. And then finally, this past September, she landed a new headship. So even though 18 years ago this journey began, we could kind of see the path that we were headed down and that at some point in our empty nest life, the kids are grown now, uh, one's getting ready to graduate college, the other one just has a year or two left to go, we could see on the horizon like this empty nest life. But that doesn't mean that the change that's upcoming for us uh, later this summer isn't going to be Different, right? It's not going to, it's, it, it isn't something that's going to be easy because it's something new. Both working in education together for a long, long time. And now my wife will be ahead of the school. And I had to think about what comes next. Did I want to stay in education or did I want to pivot? Well, you're listening to this podcast, so you can imagine I've pivoted a little bit. You also hear me introduce myself as a personal executive coach. And that's another thing that's coming down the pike for me. It doesn't mean that uh, we don't have to overcome some change and there's always challenge in change for me in particular i've got a fair okay i've spent 30 years in education now i've got a pivot it's exciting and at the same time there's some trepidation there and i get it like many folks i'm, I'm in a real enviable position to make a change because i don't have to worry about the financial side uh, immediately about the change that i'm i'm taking on but that doesn't mean that it's not scary here I am, sitting behind a mic, launching a podcast, trying to get people interested in the positive mindset and the power of positivity in your life, and trying to get people to see what it means to make significant changes in your life, how to tackle change in your life, and all of a sudden, I'm going down a path that I have never been down before. So how am I going to go about tackling this change? As I said before, there is challenge and change, and there's actually change challenge you can't have one without the other and we'll talk about that in just a second coming up we discussed the challenge of change and what the l l e and challenge really means now i know some of you probably said yeah yeah jay i get it change is hard there's challenge and change we understand that we've all been through it but have you really thought about what it means when we talk about the challenge and change For me, it means being resilient. Best example of resilience, if you have a stress ball or like a little squishy ball and when you squeeze it, okay, that's the change. That represents the change in your life. And if you let go of that ball, you see that it slowly comes back to the form that it was before. Okay, that's resilience. So if you have a stress ball in your house right now, if you want to go grab it while you're listening to this podcast and experiment with it, you'll just see. Imagine uh, the ball being resilience, you squeezing it is the change, and how it slowly comes back to form. That is how you become resilient. You know that it's going to happen. You know that change is going to be hard, but it's going to take time for it to slowly bring yourself back to form. Now, there's another way that I like to think about challenge and change and so if you're at home listening to this show or listening to this episode go ahead and grab a piece of paper and a pencil if you're driving please don't do that and obviously if you're walking try to remember to do it when you get home if you write down the word challenge go ahead write it down i'll give you a second okay look in the middle of that word there are three letters l l e go ahead and circle those three letters Now, if you take a look at those and you pull them out in your mind, pull them out, you see the word change, okay? So, challenge and change, what's the point I'm trying to make here? Think of those three letters, the L-L-E, as let life evolve, okay? I'll say it again. Those three letters, let life evolve. Now, I've given you the mindset around how you can approach change, every time that you have something going on in your life where there is a change coming up and you feel the challenges of it i want you to say to yourself l-l-e i want you to say to yourself l-l-e let life evolve and when you're really struggling take a couple of deep breaths l-l-e you've got this now going back to the concept of the stress ball it's going to take time for you to bounce back and that's okay now you may be thinking to yourself I'm alone in this challenge and change. No, not really. Quick Google search of just the phrase challenge in change. Take a guess. Go ahead, in your mind, real quick. 1.6 million results when you Google the words challenge of change or challenge in change. There's an, even an entire site dedicated to it over in the United Kingdom called the Challenge of Change. Neuroscience in Action, and Empowering Performance. And on their website, I really love it, they have this quote that says, People tend to think that coping is managing to keep your head above water. Resilient people are presumably those who can hold their breath longer when the flood rises. But that is just surviving. Real resilience is knowing there's no water to keep your head above and Dr. Derek Roger was right in that quote. And the reason that he was right is that if you really want to be a resilient person, you need to know that the floodwaters is going to come and that there is really no way to keep your head above water. Okay, You just have to manage through the change. Now you're probably saying to yourself, Jay, come on. Are there really steps that I can take? To manage big changes, whether I see them coming or not, absolutely. You know me. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference an article, and this was a really good one from PsychologyToday.com. This article was by Dr. Stephanie Sarkis. Ten ways to cope with big changes, and I love the little slogan, the subtitle: "Change is inevitable. Here's how to come out of it a better person." Okay, here we go. Tip number one: Acknowledge that things are changing. Now, once you acknowledge that things are changing, it makes it a little bit easier to cope with the change itself. If you go for the d- denial path, and we know that denial is extremely powerful, and it helps protect us in lots and lots of ways, but don't do that here when you got a change coming up. Number two, and I appreciate this one, realize that even good changes can cause stress. When you go back to me and my big move, my wife and I'm empty nesting it and, and moving to Massachusetts, That's a good change. She has an amazing new job. I get to pivot and do something different with my life. It doesn't mean that along the way over the next six months as we're preparing for that move that there's not going to be stress along the way. The truth is whether it's a good change or a bad change, stress is just how your body reacts to that change. And guess what? It's okay. It really is okay to be stressed. Everybody goes through phases where they're stressed in life. All right. Tip number three. Keep your regular schedule as much as possible. And what the tip means by that is like, try to have something that you can anchor your day around. Have something that is going to anchor your morning, something that's going to anchor your afternoon, something that's going to anchor your evening. Whether you're getting ready to have a baby or you're ready to have a new job or you're getting married, do something every day that kind of anchors your routine. So if you walk the dog every morning at 6 a.m., continue to do that. If you always go and have a meal at like your favorite place a couple times a week, continue to do that. If you always call a family member or you have a specific meal that you like to do, my wife and I before kids used to like do date night for pizza and a movie on Tuesdays, continue to do that. Find a way to do that. Keep something anchored in your regular schedule as much as possible to help reduce the stress around the change. Tip number four, try to eat as healthy as possible. And Lord knows I need to get back on track with doing that. Because what happens when we have stress in our lives? Where do we turn to? I can hear you saying to yourself right now, carbs, breads, muffins, cakes, cookies, anything that wants to give us joy from a consumption point of view. And you know why we want carbs? Guess what? It boosts serotonin. You know what depletes serotonin? You got it. Stress. So comfort foods. We all wonder why we do it. It's because it's our body's natural reaction to stress. We want to release a chemical in our brain to calm us down, to make us feel better, and carbs make that happen. People are probably still not eating well and probably doing other things to release that serotonin in the brain. That's what happened with stress. So that was tip number four. Try to eat as healthy as possible. Tip number five, exercise. And I'm not talking about running like marathons or long distances. Just get up and move. Even if you take a walk around the block or a walk around your house, get up and move. The more that you're active, the more the motivation will kick in while you're active. Think about it. If you ever get on a kick of cleaning your house, for example, you get going, going, going. Like all of a sudden you're cleaning out this closet and cleaning out that closet. You're cleaning up the kitchen. The activity of your body actually motivates you to continue doing what you're doing number six and this is huge number six seek support for me this should be number one because no one gets through life alone seriously ask a neighbor ask a friend and if you think you know what there's no one out there to help me there is you'd be surprised how likely somebody is to help you if you ask for the help so go ahead and seek that support number six seek support All right, number seven, write down the positives that have come from this change. Have you met someone new? Do you have a new job? Have you decided to change the way that you eat or your workout habits? Make a list, write down what it is that makes you feel good about this change. Change is all about opportunities to grow, whether it's a good change or a bad change. It really is about the opportunity to grow and acknowledge how things are becoming better As a result of the change, and again, whether it's good change or bad change, acknowledge it, write it down, figure out what is the positive side of the change. Number eight, get proactive. That means if you see the change coming, you know, take charge. Work preventatively to overcome what may be coming or what may be stressing you out about it. In the case of my family, we've already started cleaning out closets. We've cleaned out the attic, the garage. We have started to have the house painted. Now we've got the big things done, and so we can start to focus on the little things that we need to tweak around the house in preparation for our big move. And whatever you do, don't be reactive. If, if you see change coming, or you know that you have to have change in your life, whether it's a new job or uh, a family change, don't be reactive. Be proactive in taking action around the change. Don't wait. And if the change in your life is something that's not going well, and tip nine is for you. Vent, but to a point. Again, this goes back to having a support group. We talked about it in episode two about no year's resolutions. Again, no one goes through things alone. You may feel like you're going through things alone, but you're better off if you have a support group and people to talk to. But don't over-talk it, okay? Don't vent so much that it becomes your mindset because once you do that, Then that mindset goes into your subconscious, it becomes part of your thinking when you're not awake, and it continues to make you be reactive to the change. And finally, number 10, and this is a good one, it's a hard one, back away from social media. Not this podcast though, back away from social media. (laughs) And what I mean by that is when we have a challenging time in our life or some change that's coming up, we gravitate To social media, especially now when a lot of us are being at home, we can't be with our friends or family members. We gravitate there because we're looking for some sort of feedback on the change. So if I go ahead and post something that's happening in my life and people respond to it in a positive way, it makes me feel better. But what also happens on social media? If you're going through a difficult time and you see the highlight reel of everybody's lives on Facebook or Instagram or elsewhere, You start to feel bad about yourself. So if you're going through a stressful moment and you've got a lot of things going on in your life, do me a favor. Back away from the social media. Put the phone down and think about going for that walk that we mentioned. Think about doing some exercise. Think about meditating. I've mentioned the Calm app before. I'm a big proponent of that. Really helps clear the cobwebs out of your brain. So just do something different. Step away. And finally, a little bonus tip. We'll call it. Tip 11, and I said this before, I'll say it again. Give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up. There's nothing in the handbook of human beings that says you have to function at 100% all of the time. You don't. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Everybody in the world is not perfect. And one way that I like to cope with this, uh, if you know me personally, I love to laugh. I love to cut up. So the more laughter that's in your life, the better off you'll be. Uh, As everybody knows, laughing increases dopamine in your brain. Guess what? It also increases serotonin. So you can step away from the carbs if you laugh more. And if you get out to exercise, then you're releasing endorphins. The point I'm trying to make here is that everybody goes through change. Change is hard. There's no denying it. But there are steps you can take to help overcome the challenge of change And just let life evolve. You can do it. I believe in you. The next time you have a big challenge, just remember those three letters. Let life evolve. But then also go back to the points of this show. Three main points I want you to take away. Acknowledge the change or the stress in your life. Try to keep a regular schedule. And whatever you do, please, please take care of yourself. It's the only way that you will overcome Whatever it is in your life that's causing the stress, whatever the challenge is, or whatever the change is in your life, take time for yourself. Now, if you would like to continue the dialogue of the 180-degree pivot and the challenge of change, well, then connect with me. Uh, You can find this podcast's page on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You just need to search Positivity on Fire. Also, make sure to include the link to all three sites of the show in the show notes so you have access to them. But hit me up. Be happy to have a conversation. Be happy to pump you up. Be happy to be in your corner. Everybody needs somebody in their corner, and I'm happy to do that for you. And in closing, thank you for being here today. Your gift of time listening to me means the world to me. And as always, remember, be well, be happy, be you. And until next time, may your quest for positivity Begin today. If you liked today's episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe today. For more on my positivity quest, follow me at Positively underscore J on Instagram and TikTok. And have an amazing day.